Hello watchers of the OC and listeners to Never Seen the OC podcast. We are on season one, episode 12, The Secret. Heather. Recap what's been happening in the OC. Um, Seth got caught smooching both Anna and Summer at Thanksgiving. Dirty dog. He is a dirty dog. Um, Julie and Caleb are still going strong. Um, Jimmy said that he wasn't ready for a relationship with Rachel. Um, and Kirsten just got really drunk at Thanksgiving and passed out. Mm, well, according to Julie. Well, no, she did. <laughs> We she didn't did see that happen. She did. Though. She was unconscious in bed. Did we? And oh Sandy yeah, the end, and he was eating the food. Of course, of course. He chuckled to himself. I forgot about that. Okay, preamble. So I do a lot of our socials, and I obviously I have to look at a lot of gifts mm-hmm. to to use with our socials. Mm-hmm. And that gif of Seth dancing in his jammies, I use quite a lot. And I really enjoy it when we watch an episode and I'm like, oh, that's where that gift comes from. Yeah, and that's what that course, was today. Of course. I was quite confused at this because I was like, why is he so happy? And then obviously goes into the kitchen and he's like, oh, <coughs> I'm not feeling very well. Um, I'm poorly. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, of course, he's faking it to get out of school. And then at first I was like, why? And then... When Ryan said, oh, or maybe it's because you don't want to face Anna and Summer, I was yeah. like, oh, that was so unbelievably obvious, Kerry. How did you miss that? Oh, no, what was it the line that Ryan said? Like, maybe you've got a summer cold. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need some antibiotics. Yeah. Ryan is funny. I mean, that. I mean, no, but <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. Um, have you ever pulled sicky? No. In fact, one time, not that long ago, last year or the year before, I went to work when I had whooping cough. Whooping cough? Yeah, I didn't Bloody know I had hell. whooping cough. Um, and eventually after four or five days of coughing, I was like, I'm going to go to the doctor. And I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, okay, I think that you may have whooping cough. Please tell me that you have not been near <laughs> large amounts children. of people, <laughs> including children. And I was like, oh, um, I kind of have. I've only pulled a sickie once in my life. And it was awesome and I regret nothing. It was when I worked in Wallace a oh, yeah. um, hundred million years ago and it was a Sunday and normally I would be a supervisor on a Sunday but there was another supervisor in and I was just doing a wee four hour shift in the morning and I was going out with a boy at the time and um, he was like, should we both pull sickies and just like go on a day trip? And I was like, yes, we should. So that's what we did and it was lovely. Mm. Only time I've ever done it, wouldn't do it again. I actually, I'm same as you. I will all, even when I'm really, really sick, I will still work. But I've got into a really weird frame of mind now where if I'm sick, I'll be like, look, I'm really ill, but I'll work from home, which I guess is a good step mm. rather than going in. I've got better at staying off when I'm sick because I think I always had it in my head. Like, I think it was kind of drummed into me, like, Oh yeah, it's like a working class work ethic. Like you like go, you go, you go, you go. Sick. Unless your arm's falling off, your leg's falling off, yeah. you, you go in. Um, and I think I realise now actually the, the damage 
oh you're doing that is, can be done because then yeah. I see someone else comes in and like they're they've dragged themselves in and they're sick and they're coughing everywhere and I'm like get away from me yeah, like don't touch me. do not I mean things spread around schools so quickly yes and um, that I am getting better at being like no I'm probably even in an office environment like mm-hmm. it just literally if one person falls everyone falls yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're just like don't be passing that around. don't be that guy it's yeah gross. don't be the don't be patient zero Especially, like we all work in well, like i work in digital and audio and like you can 100 percent do that from home like you do mm. not need to be in the office mm-hmm. so yeah i'm getting a lot better at being mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna work from home what you really should do is if you're sick just have a day off and be sick and get better and rest yeah, yeah. rest up and and recuperate anyway but one day we will listen to our own advice not oh, yeah, today though maybe not today. um did you notice that most of the scenes um, and the preambles start in the kitchen. Have you realised this yet? I haven't, but I've, I'm thinking about it now you've said it. They mm. do. I wonder if this is coincidence or if it is a pattern. I'm going to keep an eye out the next mm. couple because the, I think there's been quite a few recently that have started in the Cohen's kitchen. Yeah, I guess it's the start of the day, isn't it? Exactly. The day begins in the kitchen. Um, I really got quite annoyed at Seth when he was like, I'm the victim here. No, you're not. Mm, no you're not yeah you're definitely not yeah. you're definitely definitely not and then of course we had yoga laddies another gift that i keep seeing it's all over the, the if you type the oc into giphy so many yoga latte ones yoga and i'm like i don't know what this has to do with anything but it's kirsten she's off to yoga lattes yeah. it's such a little that. inconsequential thing for there to be so many gifts right as well. i think it's just because he loves saying it doesn't he yoga lattes i was confused about why kirsten wasn't going to work Saturday? everybody else was going no, because the boys were going to school. Oh, yeah. The boys were going to school. Sandy was going to work. She was wearing her cute little silky dressing gown. Of course. Maybe it's because she owns, well, owns a company with her dad and she can start late. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's really forward thinking and only does four days a week, four long Maybe. days a week. Who knows? Anyway, they like a wee parallel narrative, eh? We see this again here with the whole Kirsten and Seth both pretending to be sick to get yeah. out of respective not things yeah. yeah and then is it sandy that's like oh for once we've not done anything wrong they are so smug and then they're really smug about and it kirsten's like knowing the two of you it won't last long mm-hmm. i feel like sandy really feels like ryan's father do you know what i mean like yeah. they feel they're a natural fit for each other they've yeah. got the same kind of a chip off the old block yeah, as shakespeare then we had the actual theme tune, which, are you still loving it? I'm still loving it. Okay. And then we go to school and we have the teacher who is giving out the details of the test. Now, you will not care about this. A huge swathe of our listeners will not care about this. But the swathe of listeners that come from my world and who are colleagues of mine will Shout appreciate... the teachers. Woo! Yes. Educating the youth. Woo! Will appreciate the fact that a third of the grade... For the whole course, depends on this project, and this guy is letting them work in partners. He is new. He is obviously new to this <laughs> because that would never actually happen. No, in real life. I also, having never been a teacher, um, there was nothing I hated more at school at uni than somebody saying, "This is a group presentation." No, cause, no, because someone will always not pull their weight. I hate, I hate group presentations. And it's fine, like, obviously it's good now because, like, in work you do, that's how you work. But at the time, I was just like, this is so stupid. I hated mm. it. I mean, a lot of my kids have to do group presentations because how are you going to make a film? Yeah, Just true. you. 
that's the thing. In real life, representation is basically like work. Like you work as a team. Yeah. And I get it's valid learning. But at the time, like at least in work, everybody is there to work. And if they're not pulling their weight, you there are like, consequences. what are you doing? Yeah. But I just remember at school, there would always be a point where you'd be like, well, they're not going to do what they're going to do. So let's just cover their work anyway. And then you'd have to do double the work. Ugh. Even at uni, I feel like that was the case. There's also that meme that goes around of the hangover and it's like, this is every group project ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. like, guy who says that he'll do everything and then disappears for the whole, is off sick for the yeah. whole project. Guy who messes about, da, 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 whatever. Anyway, Ryan and Luke are partners and Ryan and Luke are going to be doing the Spanish Inquisition together. I did not see that happening. I thought the teacher was going to pair Luke and Marissa up. I thought that's. I thought that was the trajectory of the episode, but no. Cut to lunch. Seth is worried about the fact that Ryan has to go to Luke's house. He's stepping into enemy territory. He won't stop going on about it. Yep, he's worried that they might end up being friends. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not valid. But I think the worry about him going to his house initially seemed valid because it's like, well, this guy has punched you in the face six times, so... <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would be rushing to their house either. No. I do like the thought that it's like, what are you going to talk about? Oh, it has to be Marissa because they've got nothing else in common. Mm. It's like, that's probably the one thing you're not going to talk about. <laughs> well, exactly. Like, yeah. This was a really weird little lunch trio. I know it's not because we see them all the time. But I thought that we've kind of really quickly fallen into... And again, the evidence for Marissa is not the alpha. We've fallen into social groups don't exist actually in this school and people just sit with whoever they want to yeah, sit with why is she not sitting with her friends i've seen mean girl i know how it works exactly it's weird it's a little bit strange anyway um sandy and jimmy yes discussing the restitution well they're chatting about how he needs to sell the house yes yeah, he needs to pay the money it's back. called restitution right i don't know Terrible advice from Sandy Cohen here, which is an unusual sentence to say because Sandy Cohen is normally the bastion Yes. Of solid advice. He is the light. But, Jimmy, do not show that house when Julia's not in. It's the worst idea. Why that would you do that? That is a terrible idea. But, yeah, the conclusion of that scene is he needs to sell the house or he's going to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Those also, are the two options. Is it weird that Marissa, knowing how horrible Julia is to the point where she doesn't want to live with her anymore, is it weird that Marissa's just left a younger sister like at the house with a horrible mum and she's okay do you know what I mean like it's it's a valid, a weird... I'd not thought about that I don't know it's a strange it's strange yeah and there's like no chat about the younger sister at all I, I'm almost at a point where I'm like why why even give her a sister yeah like she's not serving she's not like a Taylor Momsen and no gossip girls type by younger sister do you remember she was in that band yeah, what was it called again? They had that song, Makes Me Wanna Die. She had grey hair. That's all I remember. I loved her hair. Grey or great? Both. It was like that platinum blonde. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and quite, it was great. I quite fancied having grey hair for a while, but... Mm, me too. I don't know that I suit light hair, even though I've got naturally light hair. Anyway. I had a really funny thing because I was in London for the week and I've been out of London for like a, over a year now. And I bumped into loads of people I used to know and they're like, oh my God, I didn't recognise you because your hair's changed. I dyed my hair from peroxide blonde to a dark brown mm. probably about two and a half years ago. Mm. A year when you've just not seen someone. And they're like, oh my God, you look so different. I'm like, guys, we are. I'm so over this. Like, mm. My hair has been this colour forever. Catch up. Mm -hmm. You follow me on Instagram. A very relatable version of this story. Mm -hmm. But 
almost entirely different. <laughs> Same but different. Mm-hmm. The whole I'm over this, like it's been so long. Are you over? It's what date is it today? Not the date of release, the actual date today that we're 19th. recording. It's the 19th of January. Sorry, am I letting the, the podcast secrets out? No. It's the 19th of January. I am 100% over people wishing me Happy New Year. Oh my God, that's the first thing I did when I got into your house. Oh, so you did. <laughs> Sorry. So I you did. such a spiky topic. I just feel like I'm being rude because I'm like, right, well, it's not the 1st or 2nd of January, so stop saying Happy New Year. Um, like, how long is this going to go on for? Because, like, for example, I know that I'm probably not going to see my friend Callum, our friend Callum, uh-huh. you know Callum as well, our friend Callum, Probably until maybe the summertime, maybe yeah. if I go to London in Easter time. I'm not going to wish him a happy new year then. No. There's definitely a line that like with colleagues and people you don't know that well, I will give you the first week back at work. That is okay. First week back at work, fine. After that, you don't need to wish me new year. I don't care. But like with fr- like, with actual friends that you've not seen, you've kind of got a little bit of leeway, don't you? When you're like, oh my God, I've not seen you. Happy New Year. Did you have a good one? That is okay. Because what you're actually asking was, how was your Christmas, New Year, holiday? You're not, do you know what I mean? It's a Happy New Year fleeting. Whereas sometimes I feel people just say it for like, oh, Happy New Year. It's February, but I've not seen you. Do one, don't care. Not funny. Well, I'm just saying, do not flood my DMs. <laughs> With Happy New Year, Kerry. You know that's what's going to happen. If you can find my secret. And I'll have to go through and reply to all the ones on the podcast and you're going to read them all and just ignore them. And we've talked about this. It's very stressful. I know, but it's very stressful for me to have the little dot that says you have three new Instagram messages. And then I look on my actual Instagram, which I will reiterate to all the listeners, if you can find me, <laughs> then I will add you back if you want to follow. That is absolutely fine. It's Here. not a Are secret Are you just after private. new followers? Is that what this is? New year, new followers. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Kerry's going to become an influencer. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, I'm already an influencer. <laughs> that, thanks very much. You can't tell from the audio, but she just flicked her hair in a I have hair toss more than one thousand followers on Twitter. I'll have you know. Of course you do. Education Twitter. My actual Twitter's <laughs> got like three, and it's like you and Cheryl, and one other person. Yeah, I was going to say Tom, but Tom's MySpace, isn't he? Tom from MySpace. <laughs> That's the second time we've spoken about MySpace recently. Should we go to the bathroom where Marissa is waiting? It was a real moment in fashion at the time, but something I cannot stand now. Really skinny scarfs. Oh, yeah. So annoying. Rational hatred for the skinny scarf. I think you can still buy a skinny scarf just now. Oh, you definitely can. I don't mind a skinny scarf if you wrap it up good and good and proper so there's no wee dangly bits and it is just keeping your neck warm. But when you've got a long skinny scarf that's wrapped around once, it just looks... Mm. It was definitely of the moment. I'll give her that. I think Summer has a right slightly to be outraged that marissa had lunch with seth given the whole situation did you oh yeah bros before yeah yeah. that word hose before bros yeah what did i say ovaries before broveries yeah right i've got a big problem with this scene is it because they are hating anna and summer are hating each other when really they should be hating on seth no no it's anna walks in and Marissa doesn't, Marissa say, doesn't anything. say anything. She just walks Why away. doesn't she go, Hi, Anna? Yeah. How are you today? Marissa's so a that bad friend. Knows. Marissa's an idiot, man. Too busy being the alpha. 
too busy being a selfish self-absorbed like honestly like see if you did that to me I would be actually raging with you but you know I would never do that to you I know but if you did like I would be like what like who what the hell where was I? my heads up what man like um, she I also really... also forgetting the fact that she also just leaves the bathroom when someone is still doing a pee and chatting to her which is a Rude. weird thing to do. She doesn't even say like bye or I need to go or anything like that. Anyway, Anna looks super cute in this scene, yeah. I thought. She also says that excellent sentence where she's like, oh, what was it? Summer says like, oh, you couldn't be interested in someone who'd be interested in me. And Anna's like, no, I couldn't possibly be interested in someone who treats women that way. Yes, Anna. Yes, yes times 100. She gets yeah. it. She knows. She knows. She's wiser than our years would suggest, mm-hmm. I would have thought. Um, so Summer and Anna are friends now, right? They bonded over flossing. Yeah. Valid point. I love a good floss. Me too. Maybe not like during the day, like definitely a once a week kind of activity. Oh no, I would say that I maybe do three, probably about three or four times a week. What? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Do you know? You're meant to do it every day. <laughs> yeah. So my dentist keeps telling me. Still not but you know it. you're not meant to do Pro tip, guys, not that I'm a dentist, but my dentist told me, we also talked about dentists in the last episode as well. My dentist told me that you should floss when you are not brushing. So a lot of people brush their teeth and then floss. That's not what you're meant to do. No, I've also heard that. Uh, My mum got one of those fancy flossers, which is like the squishy water machine. So instead of having to use the weird stringy stuff, you Mm -hmm. squish this water about. And I saw it in the bathroom when it was over for dinner. I was like, I'm going to have a go in that. That looks really fun. But what, uh, just a heads up for anyone wanting to do a sneaky try of your mum's uh, new fancy, <laughs> super expensive water flosser squishy thing. It goes everywhere. I bet, like, yeah. <laughs> bloody, every, I went downstairs and mum was like, oh, I can see you tried using the flosser. <laughs> because honestly, my t-shirt was like soaked. It was on my t-shirt, it was on my jeans, it was all over my face, it was in my hair. It's very tricky. I mean, that does not sound like a positive experience. It was. Would not purchase. But then I guess just like... some floss. If you knew what you were doing, maybe you'd be better. But literally you, I was just like... Everywhere. Do you like floss or dental tape? I'm more of a dental tape kind of girl. But I've also used the... What are the wee like... The, I know what you mean. They look like thingies. little uh, bow saws. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also look like the things that you clean. Are you impressed that I know what a bow saw is? Yeah, I'm really you. impressed. Um, they also look like the things you clean your chilies bottle with, or that you clean baby bottles with. Same kind of same kind of material, right? Oh, yeah. That's not what I'm talking is that about. Not but what you're yeah, about? I know what you mean. Like the little kind of pipe cleaner yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such a weird feeling. I love it. I've got a chilies bottle. Do you want to borrow my cleaner? No, because mm. I don't really use it because it <gasps> tastes metally. I'd... It's because you need to clean it. Mm, anyway. Anyway, should we move on from our dentist section of the podcast? Yes. So basically, they leave the bathroom together and so obviously they bump into Seth. Mm-hmm. Anna's first. He starts talking to Anna. Summer comes out the bathroom. He starts talking to Summer. And this, I think, is where it's solidified that actually, no, yes, we are going to be friends. Yes. Um, because they pretend that they are going to go to the library together. And then and they go, shopping, go shopping together. Best um, of both worlds. <laughs> and I would say that I fully believe this because I think that nothing brings women together stronger or faster than being effed over by the same POS guy. POS? 
piece of oh yep 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 i don't know that that's what that stood for i just think that this is believable i was like yes this is exactly what these girls would do yeah totally um the sisterhood is strong so we're at the gym it's time for yoga laddies i love yoga laddies next time julie and kirsten if i could come along that'd be great my boobs don't look like that in a sports bra but i think i could be a good attribute to your your yoga gang I definitely get a uniboob in a sports bra. Yeah, me too. I also, like, the way Kirsten's boobs were sitting in that sports bra, I'm like, you cannot do a downward dog in that sports bra without those boys popping out to say hi. I didn't really notice. It's not like me to not notice. Um, This is where I do, like, my full disclosure and tell you that I did my homework last night at, like, 11 o'clock at night, which is probably (laughs) why I didn't notice. Okay, that's okay. Um, Anyway, Julie's been spreading stuff about Kirsten. Um, and I'm just going to say I was absolutely here for Kirsten straight up, like cut through the BS. We're supposed if, to be friends. What are you doing? If we're all friends, why don't you start acting like one? Yeah. Good line. But there's also nothing worse. And like within a friendship group, I can totally see how that would happen. Like part of me is like, Kirsten, you're being a bit touchy. Like, mm. come on. Because like if I was, I don't know, if at like New Year we were all, a group of us were all out together and I, I don't know, got drunk and did something or was acting like a twat or whatever, like the next day if I went down for breakfast, everyone would be like, we heard about you last night. But that's different because I think these women aren't actually friends. Yeah. Like they're not actually friends. It's Fake all friends. a bit competitive and frenemy-ish. And I think that... um like, I've got no time for... My biggest complaint about Julie Cooper, I have got no time for fully grown adults who behave like teenagers. Yeah, but you think like, it's because she doesn't have a job? Like, she's not busy. I just think it's Get pathetic. Life. It is pathetic. Like, just sp- spreading rumours about people and, like, you're meant to be a grown-up. And I thought Kirsten's, like, handling of this was very spot-on. It was like, look... You've been saying stuff about me. I know that you've been saying stuff about me. Like, Tonino. stop. Yeah. Um. Let's run over to Luke's house. Luke's yes. family are intense. They are intense, but I was getting the impression that, like, I didn't really get what Ryan's expression was at the start when he sees, like, Eric and Brad fighting over the football. And then How them, do you know their names? Because I wrote it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> and their mum's really nice and dad's, like, clever. And um, I feel like... He was impressed with yeah. it all. I feel like that he that's not what he expected. Yeah. He expected them to be like... Prim and proper. No, I thought he expected them to be like jocks and all like, oh, son, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? No. I, I, I kind of got the impression that their, their family was quite normal and quite loud and not... Like, I kind of thought his family were going to be very preppy and very, mm. like, prim and proper. And whereas, like, that seemed like there was a nice element of, like, the boys being mental and mum being like, oh, come on, guys. Like, and then the dad coming. Like, it just felt like quite a normal family home scene, mm. you know? I just felt it was the the whole thing about the dad being a history graduate. Oh, yeah. That I thought, oh, that's interesting because they're obviously trying to show that actually look comes from stock that is very clever and that's not just putting value on sports and athleticism and stuff but then that's when we see like luke is really smart and he does care and he does get good grades and i I loved that bit where he was like right well i was thinking we could and he goes on like this big list of things that they could do and then he's like or not like whatever (laughs) so cute i know also did you notice that luke's bedroom is obviously just 
Seth's bedroom yeah. set, but rearranged. It's yeah. so funny. Um, do you remember that at school that there was this weird thing that like being clever wasn't cool? Mm-hmm. Like I actively remember having to like downplay being clever mm-hmm. to be like cool, mm-hmm. which is so weird, isn't it? It's very weird, but it's a very common thing. There's also this thing of like women, like girls, like this phenomenon of girls like toning down their own cleverness they're intelligent doing this dumb act yeah so that men can feel superior not superior but that they that they need to help that whole like damsel in distress oh, yeah. i can't fend for myself sort of thing it oh kind my God, of all I plays around that out. please can you help me yeah or yeah. oh i don't know could you t-? and then it makes the the man feel masculine and powerful and whatever not about that i am definitely not about that smarts is cool Mm-hmm. sticking with it Jimmy calls Julie and does the opposite of what Sandy tells him and tells Julie I need to sell the house which is the right thing to do yeah Jimmy has done two good moves in these last couple of episodes telling Rachel he's not ready to date phoning Julie to tell her mm-hmm. that they need to sell the house he's growing yep I love the pillows that were on Marissa's bed <laughs> I didn't know they were kind of like an ochre colour with oh. like like a dark pink. They were nice. They were really nice. Mm. Anyway, shock horror. Julie is a virgin. <laughs> Julie doesn't want to move out her house. Funny that. I know. And the run up to Christmas as well. Like Thanksgiving is really close to Christmas. And then she also says, well, maybe you should go to prison, Jimmy. Did you ever think of that? Valid point, Julie. Valid point. I mean, point. he has broken the law. And stolen thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of pounds. She's not wrong. Anyway, uh, look. And Ryan are turning up to Luke's dad's office in the car salon. Car salon? Car dealership. Car dealership. Car salon. Salon. Um, I couldn't make any sense of this. Like, see, my adult logic brain was just like, what is going on here? Like, oh, they must have gone home. Aye, and left a showroom full of mad expensive cars just unlocked that you could walk into. Like, I know that I feel like, I feel like I'm the bloody security guard of those, see, and I keep going on about like... (laughs) Lock your cars. Like, nobody's locking their cars, nobody's locking their houses, but that was utterly ridiculous. Yeah. The suggestion that they could walk in there and nobody would be there was absolutely mental. I agreed. Um, I did really like the fact that the the boys talking cars. Yeah, they bonded over the cars. It was really cute. And I thought actually that was really nice because they are both a a certain type of of boy. And I think it's easy for for the suggestion to be there that they maybe don't actually have that much in common. And there's this idea of like masculine boys don't get on with masculine boys. Like there's a sort of I'm the alpha type sort of dominant struggle but actually they do have a lot in common they do like a lot of the same things well that's the thing it's Um, like there's also that thing of people thinking ex-boyfriends so obviously the way this show is set up we're meant to be on like team marissa team ryan team summer and naturally what would come with that is marissa's ex-boyfriend is a douchebag and we hate him and it kind of shows that that's not necessarily true like exes are human beings too not all of them some of them um and like they do have good qualities and there's no reason why ryan and luke couldn't and shouldn't be friends well i can't remember who told me this or who gave me these words of wisdom 
But someone once said to me, you should always ask someone that you're interested in, in a romantic sense, about their exes. Not digging, but you should say, basically, what's the best thing about your ex-boyfriends or girlfriends? Mm -hmm. And if they have nothing nice to say, then you need to avoid. Because everybody should be able to look back and reflect on, like, well, actually, that person... I told, I le- even if it's as they, simple as like I learned that from that person I, they brought this out in me I admired the way that they were exhibiting this quality and yeah. stuff um, I had a weird dream about one of my ex-boyfriends the other day did you? Mm, I'm not going to say his name I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast but one of my ex-boyfriends was really boring like really boring and honestly I've not thought about him really since we broke up I would wish him no harm he was a really really nice guy really loving but we just wanted really different things like he wanted a I don't know get married and have kids type situ and at that time I was like "Mm, I've got other stuff I want to do Mm -hmm. thanks that sort of vibe so I had this really weird dream about him which was so out of the blue because I was like I've literally not thought about you in like over a decade so obviously I went and stalked him on the internet and all of his accounts are private but sure whatever well that's interesting that you should say that because something very similar happened to me recently where I had, a, I would say, a spate of dreams. It was probably about f- three nights in a row. Oh. I dreamed about a person who I haven't had any contact with for uh, maybe three years, something like that. Um, haven't They've not been on my radar at all. Um, there's no way that I would have seen them you know yeah. sometimes like you just see something and then that p- person yeah. like, turns up in your dream whatever and then it, it had me convinced I got really worried because it had me convinced that something bad had happened to them oh, and yeah. it was like the universe trying to tell me that I should like check up uh, so naturally I did nothing <laughs> <laughs> do you want I me went, to look them up on the internet I'll happily look for you <laughs> no that's fine I was like well that was weird eh? <laughs> <laughs> I also keep having dreams about I kept telling my friend Courtney about this the psychologist I've mentioned Courtney quite a lot oh yeah can I pick him with Courtney? Well, she, I mean, she's a psychology teacher. She's not an actual oh. psychologist. But um, I keep having dreams about snakes. Oh, feed of willies. That's what that is. Uh, I mean, maybe. It is. I was going to say, absolutely it's not. It's a phallic representation. Uh, no. I've read Freud. <laughs> no, it's deceit. Oh, there's someone, sneaky. And I think I know who it is. Oh, but no. there's someone who is out there to... Someone's out to get Try and get me. <gasps> How exciting. I know. Right, I'm going to pose this challenge, right? Uh-huh. When I say the word dream, uh-huh. dreams, take two seconds, think about what song comes to your Fleet head, and then we'll sing it at the same time. Oh, oh why did sorry. you ruin it? <laughs> sorry, but that's what would have come to my head. What would, what would have come to your head? Dreams can oh, come Gabrielle, true. what a classic. Look at me, baby. Okay, well, sorry I ruined that for everyone. Uh, maybe we'll try that again with another word uh, on a later episode. Ruined the game. Um, back to the car dealership. They're in the car. It has a CD player because it's cool and new. And um, I, so what I thought was going to happen, and this is my very hetero cis um, objective view, um, I thought he was going to catch him shagging a secretary or shagging an assistant, definitely thought he was going to get caught shagging a lady. I actively stood up and gasped when it was a boy. Not because that's bad by any means. It was, I just was not expecting the OC to drop a LGBTQ-related 
storyline at this point when there's been so much casual homophobic slurs throughout the episode. I just was not expecting this at all. But now it does make sense that it's always Luke that's calling people mm-hmm. homophobic words. Mm-hmm. And then this, like, I honestly, it's the first time really in the series that I've been like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like just was not expecting it mm-hmm. at all. I also, I'm so here for the storyline. Like, I was saying to Kenny before we started recording, I think this has been my favourite episode so far. I think this is my favourite episode so far as well. I was so dramatic. Properly emotional at the end of this episode. Oh my God, we'll get, get to that later on. But, um, but yeah, he he sees him holding hands to which I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then he went for like a full-blown winch. I know, well, I forgot about the full-blown snog and I thought, I got quite annoyed because I was like, oh, is that all it's going to be? They're going to touch hands like that and then that's going to be the suggestion of, and then not, not they no, properly proper, went like, there. And I was like, that's quite a hot kiss actually. Yeah. Kiss, like, definitely mm. hotter than Ryan and Marissa's kisses mm-hmm. have ever been. Definitely. Um, but yeah, Luke's it was dad so, and Gus. Oh, so dramatic. And then obviously Luke runs away because that's what he does all the time. Yeah. It's really annoying me now. And he drops all these stuff. Also though, are you telling me that dad and Gus didn't hear the car stereo in full blast yeah. inside the dealership like two seconds before they came so in and had a patch? But yeah, Why is Ryan dramatic. always in the wrong place at the wrong time? I don't know. Some like, And you could see like in his die. face, I had a close up to his face and he was just like... Oh. Oh, again. Um, yeah, very dramatic. Mm. Very exciting. What's going to happen next? Well, what's going to happen next is we go to the pool house. Oh, important. Luke specifically says to Ryan, don't, don't tell, tell anyone. anyone. And then Ryan says, I won't. That pact, that bond has been made. And then as soon as I saw that the next scene was Pool House Marissa, I was like, he's definitely going to tell her. I actively wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Marissa, you so, idiot. So that I do not tell her and block it all caps. Block it all caps. <laughs> block capitals. So yeah, obviously he tells her because he's but an idiot. N- not before she is absolutely fuming that they didn't speak about her. Did you oh, get yeah. that? Like she was like, so what did he say about me? And Ryan's like, mm, we never talked about you. And she was actually raging. Funny. Um, so they go to the kitchen where a little thir- thirsty Seth is. That's really hard to say. A little thirsty Seth. A little thirsty Seth. There was a really strange camera movement here. You know, you talked in the last episode about um, Anna being over the bed. Yeah. And they did like this weird worm's eye view. They did a really weird camera movement here where they kind of did like a... It was kind of like an arc shot, but it was obviously on a handy cam and it was really shaky and it was like like kind of coming up towards Seth like so it kind of went from Ryan round to Seth and I thought that's really weird why like why yeah it didn't make any sense it was the noughties it was an experimental time but they must have had a better shot than that it was so strange I do sometimes think that though when you're like seriously was there nothing better than that Mm. was that your only option did you only do one why or like it even felt like maybe maybe possibly like they had done the dailies and then they were like oh we don't actually have something to fill that shot like that that. yeah Yeah. we need to go and get go back and get something just get bring them back on the set and we'll quickly do it the intern ran out with a handheld um so we're in the kitchen seth is being a thirsty bitch he's literally like gagging for it he's like tell me the gossip tell me it now yes and does Ryan not say something like, oh, do you want something for the road? And he said, yeah, I'll take something from the road. It's called gossip. Give yeah. it to me. <laughs> um, but he's good. He doesn't tell Seth, which I was fairly surprised at. I thought he was going to tell him. 
And I don't know how Seth didn't keep digging after Marissa's awful, awful oh, I don't know fake anything. reading this magazine acting. I don't know anything acting. Ugh, so bad. Seth should have been like, there's definitely something going on. Tell me what it is right now. Yeah. So let's go to school. Where Luke shouts in Ryan's face. Yeah. And calls him a horrible word. Yeah. I think it is important to say what that word is. Mm-hmm. I think. So this may be triggering for some people. So feel free to skip maybe like 30 seconds. Uh, that, that, yeah, we can do this in 30 seconds. So um, Luke shouts at Ryan, what are you looking at queer? Which is obviously a horrific thing to say. And he, he's used that word throughout the series. Mm-hmm. It's kind of his go-to insult for people. But now it's even more palpable because it's like, you're only saying that because you're embarrassed that Ryan knows that your dad is gay. Yeah, indeed. It's, yeah, it's a really horrific thing to say too. But then I also think there's a really good movement at the moment where people are taking ownership of the word queer, queer culture. and Absolutely, but that doesn't mean that <clears throat> oh yeah he's not using it yeah with he's making it a derogatory term but i really like i actually really like that in cultures where they take a word that has been super offensive to their culture mm-hmm. and to their society and community and turn it around and be like actually yeah it. this is our word yeah absolutely then we cut to the oh library God. a classroom yeah. there's a really good song here okay um dandy warhols we used to be friends Oh, right. It's really good. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song in so long. Anna is wearing a f- like a mohair pink hat and it is utterly awful. It is Hi. disgusting. <laughs> and then she's no. also wearing far too much blusher. And then like, there's like turquoise tights. It yeah. just looks terrible. I have actually, <laughs> I don't appreciate your tone because I have written down Anna's pink hat is dreamy. I would wear that. Oh, mate. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you would would. not. It's a look. It was awful. We need to do an Instagram poll. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's good. Awful. Um, So Anna and Summer are pals now and it's really cute and they're learning together. Yeah, that is cute. It's just That is cute. I also enjoyed Anna's uh, rejection of Seth's attempt to have a conversation when she was just like, you know what? Nah. Don't. Women empowering women, women learning from from each other. Yeah. Absolute fave. The Taking best. all my boxes. The best. And what what subject is it that they're in? Is it biology? I can't remember what the... Kittens prefer cream or fish, generally speaking. I don't know. And I think the S was species. Mm, maybe it was biology then. That would make sense. I don't know. Anyway. The girls <laughs> are getting on and it's great. Yeah, I love it. It is great. Girls who aren't getting on, could be getting on, should be getting on. Let's cut to Julie and Kirsten at Mm. the gym. Who wears that much jewellery to the gym? Who offers to buy someone's house? No, not buy someone's house. Like, she offers to, like, find her a house. Yeah, but she's she's being nice. Like, I think that's the thing that we sometimes forget is, A, Kirsten has a lot, a lot of money. And I imagine if you have that amount of money and you're a nice person, it would be very easy to be like, I can I can help you. Not for someone who has just been going around telling all your pals that you're basically an alky. But they're, they are pals. They're though, not pals. The they're not. I am not buying somebody who's talking behind my back a house. But it wouldn't just be buying it, would it? It'd be like, I'll buy it, you can rent it off me or like you can have a loan or... 
did she ever get that money back from Jimmy? <laughs> That's my question. No. I don't um, know. I just don't, I just, ugh, I, don't, I think there's being nice and then I think there's like, as being a mug. Well, I just feel like it's, they're trying so hard to make Kirsten appear like she's like doing the right thing and being nice and whatever. Yeah. I just don't think that's believable. It's a weird flex. Anyway, we find out Caleb and... What? I was going to say, do you know what I'm quite sad about? Caleb and Julie are off. I was just about to say that. Caleb and Julie are off. Um, It's all done. He freaks out. Um, But then they have that really nice conversation, don't they? Where it does feel like Julie and Kirsten do have a lovely like bonding moment where like Kirsten is like at the end of the day. Is that later on or is that Mm -hmm. in this conversation? Oh yeah, when they go to the Crab Shack, which Mm. we've not seen in a while. No, I don't think it is the Crab Shack. Because it's fried food and beer they're looking for. Oh yeah, so it is. But yeah, this is the scene that gets cut off because that woman comes running in with the gossip and then it cuts before you find out what the gossip is. And honestly, I was just like, what is the gossip? You can't do that. That's (laughs) not fair. Surely you've (laughs) sussed it out when it was going to be. No, I thought it was going to be something else, like another plot line. But honestly, I was just like, you can't do that. That's so mean. Um, so yeah, there's a scene with Jimmy and Sandy, but to be honest, I was not paying attention for no other reason than I was just like, give me the gossip. Jimmy and Sandy at the golf club having lunch. Sandy says that they are, this is a weird one from Sandy. Well, they're also investigating Julie as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy's like, are they? And he's like, I can make a call. Yeah. As if like Sandy's threatening to have Julie become involved in the investigation do you know yeah. what I mean like not threatening because obviously it's what Jimmy wants to hear but that like that feels like a misuse of Sandy's power that I don't think he would actually do I think he's doing what's best for his client isn't he at the end of the day like I mean, he's a great so. lawyer and he is doing what's best for his client and if his client's wife isn't willing to be reasonable in that selling the house it's not her house like she didn't put any money into it it's Jimmy's house that she just happens to be in the lease and if she's not willing to be cooperative with jimmy then sandy will do what he has to do for the benefit of his client i mean that's true i just feel like it's an ethical gray area that i thought was above like sandy was above that no anyway he's only human jimmy oh god yeah this made me feel physically sick no 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 stop talking stop 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 see as soon as he said that sentence you've been incredibly cool with me i was just like no god God." but i think you could tell in sandy's face sandy knew before he even said really what it was yes this is sandy knew sandy knew how did you enjoy the slow zoom into Sandy's face? I thought it was so intense. Um, so intense. And he was like just looking at him and then he looked away into the distance. And then I was thinking... Is he going to punch him? See if that was me. There's no way that I would be his lawyer now. No. I would be like, you're on your own. Good luck. He is also so... He's so mad. Like it's palpable. I know. So maybe we should actually say for for people who listen like Shrek, Love and Scott who oh, don't Scott. actually watch yep. the episodes, uh, they just oh, listen to the podcast. I'm not going to listen. I can't, li- I can't go through it again. Jimmy tells Sandy that he kissed Kirsten. Oh, God. And obviously Sandy is not Do you know though, happy. give Jimmy his credit. He took all of the blame for that and was like, I was in a really bad place. I kissed her. She actively like was like, no, this isn't a thing. She was embarrassed about it. Like it meant nothing. Like 
of all the ways, yes, Kirsten should have told Sandy before now, but of all the ways to find that out, Jimmy did actually tell the story very truthfully. But why did he tell it at all? As soon as he realised that Sandy didn't know and that Kirsten hadn't told Sandy... Make something up. Why didn't he just say, oh, you know, you've just been really cool given, like, you know, we only live next door to you and you've taken on a lot of our problems and obviously you've helped out and, and you I just really feel like, like I'm... Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm kind of being a bit of a burden on your time and your energy and, and I just really appreciate it. And uh, Don't tell him that you've snogged his wife. Ugh. Like, what the f... Oh, mate. Stressful. Didn't enjoy. Anyway, we go back to school. <laughs> Everyone knows. This is the gossip. Everyone knows about Luke's dad. Yes, and Luke thinks that Ryan told someone. I would 100% think that as well. Me too. Me too. Ryan, according to Luke, is the only one who knows. Yeah. And then Ryan being annoyed at Marissa, I totally get that too. Because he's Agree. only told her. Agree. Um, but everyone's everyone's mocking Luke. Everyone's taking the mic. I think the thing with Marissa as well is that, like, I would have assumed it was Marissa. Yeah. And then the, the speed and the intensity to which she became immediately defensive, Mm -hmm. oh, well, obviously you don't trust me, I think I would feel even more sure from that reaction that it was Marissa. Yeah, it was was just very tense. The whole thing was very tense. Very tense. Um, From one tense scene to another, Kirsten and Sandy. I could barely watch this. I was like, oh, like obviously I know what happens, but I was like, oh no. I grinded my teeth and honestly, during this scene, I was like, you need to relax your jaw. Like, this is too much. It was so stressful. Um, He kissed you. He told you? Well, oh, like the whole, like that's not what you say, Kirsten. You put your hands up straight away and be like, I'm really sorry. You don't say, oh my God, Jimmy told you. Also, as soon as he walked past her and he said something like, what did she say? The truth always comes out in the end. And he says, well, sometimes it does. And then he walks past her and you see her face. She's like, oh my God, he knows. Yeah. Why didn't she then take 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 moment and say what she needed to say rather than wait and... Oh, I just, honestly... Lying by omission is my least favourite type of lying. Like, if someone cracks out with a bloody amazing lie, I'm like, do you know, at least there's some creativity in there. Like, just completely missing it out. I'm just like, that's the worst. It's so sneaky. I don't know if I have been unlucky with people that I have been in relationships with or whether this is a general thing at, at large that people tend to do. But I feel like this is like one of my biggest bugbears is this lying by omission thing. This Some people genuinely believe that if you miss something out, it's not actually a lie. It's not a lie. And I'm actually just doing it to protect you because you're just going to get by upset. By not telling you the whole truth. It's so arrogant, isn't it? Yeah. Just like And like you said, really ugh. sneaky. Like it's, it's, it's so much more calculated than covering like like you're saying like coming up with a whopper to cover it over like the idea that you've thought through all the exact details and you have twisted the story yeah by omitting like oh my god like no way but my other thing is is like if you've done something wrong and you know you've done something wrong telling them 
you can control that and you can control how that information is passed on. If they find that out from somebody else, like there's no control over Mm. the conversation and that's never going to sound good it's never going to sound good coming from somebody else Mm -hmm. and sandy makes a really good point which totally feeds into what we were saying just now if it meant nothing why didn't you tell me yeah exactly if that meant nothing why didn't she just tell him what had happened yeah because immediately withholding that information suggests that it did mean something yeah However, there's a really good example in Sex and the City. So it's when Carrie kisses Aiden in the second Sex and the City movie. And they all have this little conference afterwards because she's distraught. And she's like, oh my God, I kissed Aiden. I'm married to Beagle. And they kind of chat through, like, do you tell him or do you not? And I'm sure it's Samantha brings up this this point that it's like, what what is the benefit in telling him? Big and Aiden aren't friends. They're never going to bump into each other. Like, And if they do, Aiden's never going to tell him. So by not telling him, all you're doing is easing yourself of that guilt mm. of making that mistake. If it's a mistake and it's never going to happen again, maybe there is some value to not telling Big mm-hmm. because all you're doing is not hurting him. You know in yourself you're never going to do that again. You move on with your lives and that's mm-hmm. fine. But then Miranda brings up the fact that her husband had cheated on her and he told her and yes, it was horrific and yes, like it was really heartbreaking but she'd much rather she knew than Mm -hmm. didn't know. And I think there is point to both of those arguments. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. There is a point to both. I would always be in the latter camp though. Like I always want to know. It's just interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. But yeah, lying by omission, especially when Sandy has said so many times, like, what's going on with you and Jimmy? Mm -hmm. Like, there has been suspicion there. Mm -hmm. If he'd never brought it up before and was blissfully unaware, then fine. Yeah. I also think the line, a line that really struck me here was when she said it means nothing and he goes, yeah, well, it means something to me. Like, I really, I really got the feels for that one because I do think, like... This happens quite a lot, I think. Like, people try to minimise what you should and shouldn't feel, like, upset about or whatever. And she's saying, like, oh, it didn't mean anything, it didn't mean anything, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be upset because it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. It's like, well, you're completely negating the fact that he feels Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And I think that there's a, a conversation there about, like, intent and intention and, like, just because you didn't intend for someone to feel bad doesn't mean they don't doesn't feel bad. mean that they don't feel bad and doesn't mean that them feeling bad is is not valid yeah and i think that's quite complex and it's quite you've got to have quite a lot of emotional intelligence to be able to understand that and to be able to to, to work through that and deal with that but yeah. i think that's really important like understanding that your intent is and, different and people's reactions yeah, yeah. are completely separate entities Um, I actively don't really want to talk about this table conversation because Seth's homophobic slurs just really upset me. Yeah, this is awful. And quite out of character, I thought, like, quite... Well, no, Seth said a couple of things like this before, like when Luke cried, when Ryan tells him and he's like, oh, let him drown in his... Like, there's a lot of toxic masculinity and homophobia within Seth. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Seth, lovers of the world. So let's just uh, cut to the gym. 
it's actually quite a nice nice transition actually because he says something like oh well we're such a liberal caring bunch and then it cuts to the women who are like hyenas mm-hmm. at the gym like gossiping and they take the mick out of him because he wept at the Lion King. He was, was only human. He I was, was raging about this. I've actually written in block capitals, boys can cry at the Lion King, you Yep. The Lion King is horrifically sad. I know. I would be oh, concerned if I went to the Lion King with someone and they didn't get emotional. Yeah. Ali and I watched The Green Mile together and he didn't cry. And I remember being so mad at him because I was obviously bawling. And he was like, why are you so upset? It's only a film. I'm like, you don't have any feelings. What is wrong with you? your soul? God. Anyway, Luke's not in class. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Ryan and Marissa exchange a little look, suggesting that they are worried about him. Yeah. But then we get Seth's big apology, don't we? Yeah, Anna and Summer are getting on so well. And then he does this double apology and I kind of hated it. Yeah. Because I knew as soon as he started apologising that this was going to pit them against each other. Yeah. But then the the actual apology, standalone, was good. He ticks all the boxes. He says all the things that you would want in a good apology. And I think the fact that he is doing it while they are together actually is quite good because it's like... Transparency. Yeah, Yeah. it was very transparent. I thought it was an excellent apology. I would give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 apology. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I didn't like the straight away off the back of that. It's like, oh, well, we can't be friends together. We can't be friends anymore because the thing that has brought us together, our hatred for Seth, doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, you probably still can be pals. Mm-hmm. And this is then where they go for the fried food and beer. Yes. So I love that Caleb calls Kirsten Kiki and we find out that he calls Julie. Juju. So I have a friend called Julia who I affectionately call Juju. So I'm here for that, Caleb. Great nickname. Shout out Juju. I actually had dinner with her the other night. Um, Nice bonding with Kiki and Juju. I thought this was a really lovely moment where Kirsten is super honest with Julie and Julie's really honest with Kirsten. Yeah, and I did feel actually like Julie was maybe learning from this a little bit. I thought that the them both standing at the lockers and then seeing the way that all the women jumped on the gossip and then realising, as people who have been gossiped about, so Julie and the whole Jimmy situation, da, 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 and then Kirsten and the whole alcohol situation, but also about to be Kirsten and the whole... yeah like she kissed jimmy cooper a thing yeah. that might come out like they're but both then also like the model home and bringing yeah. in ryan and they're both seeing it from a a sort of shared perspective it, it doesn't quite make sense that julie's not getting involved i don't think yeah but that's okay but then she has also just been dumped by yeah. Caleb. So that sometimes does change your perspective. But I think like Kirsten's honesty where she's like, he's trying to replace my mum and he can't. What I want for him is just to find someone to be happy with. Mm-hmm. And I but- think that's quite a nice moment because it's almost like saying to Julie, like, this could be you. Do mm-hmm. you not think? I didn't feel like she was saying it to Julie I thought I think I got the impression that Kirsten was thinking well I can speak freely because they are over now I know my dad this is what my dad does he's not gonna do and I actually thought that Julie's acting at this moment or the actress that plays Julie was great because I knew instantly just from the look in her eyes what was gonna happen like you could tell that she was like I'm gonna say all this to him and yeah I I thought that was really obvious even though she didn't even she, she never said a word yeah 
I thought you could tell that's exactly what she was going to go and do. So, and just like the, just going back to the parallel narratives thing, these two women are bonding over their bad treatment from a by guy. a man. Yeah, um, just like Summer and Anna were earlier on, which I think is interesting. So Seth, well, Summer asked Seth on a date. Summer has never been apologised to by a boy. I thought that was a weird thing. Not a proper apology. I mean, she's only 16. Come on. I know, but I mean, that's a searing indictment of all the men and all the men that go to the, all the boys that go to harbour school. Tall, handsome boy she took took in the yacht. Yeah. Anyway, she asked him out, yes, what are you doing Saturday? Yeah. And then, oh no, I see what's happening here. Anna appears. And do you know what? At least Seth's being honest because he's like, I'm going on a date with Summer on Saturday. Then Anna turns around and is like, oh, well, what are you doing Friday? Yeah. That is not in the supporting women yeah. mantra and then seth i feel is loving it yeah seth's like oh actually i can date both these girls and it seems like a weird thing to happen after they've both just gone mental that he was trying to go out with both of them yeah that they would then both go out with date him. him it was it was really well, like summer doesn't know does she well no no she doesn't weird but anna does but anna obviously feels confident that she can outdate Summer. But I don't see why, because Seth swerved her so many times. And also Summer has been the love of his life for his entire life. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Anyway. Weird. Um, so Ryan is at Luke's with Marissa. Um, Luke apologises for his behaviour. Everybody's apologising to everybody. Yeah. Just going to say it. Seems like a weird time to have some pals around Luke. Yeah. <laughs> like. But I quite like that. Like they're, they're having some, like they're having some beers, aren't they? And like. No, they're in his house and everyone's screaming like the boys oh are God, all yeah. sitting and, and then the mum's yep, crying yep, yep. and then weird time to invite like, people oh, look, over. Like, that's a weird yeah, time to right. have your friends around at your house. Um, then they go to the bleachers oh, yeah. and that's where they're sitting having a drink. Um, but I thought the apology to Ryan was quite nice. Yeah, so did like, I. And I cute. actually thought this bit was good. I thought Marissa gave good advice. Yeah. I thought Ryan gave good advice. Yeah, like, Made some really good points about dads and the type of dad that his dad is, yeah. gay or not. I thought it was really good. I also just think like there's, so I'm in a WhatsApp group with a couple of my friends and it's called Bad Dad Club and Heather because I have been so blessed that, I mean, my dad is an angel and I'll never mm-hmm. hear a bad word against him. Um, but it's only when you hear other people's difficulties and struggles and how how bad their dads have been that you're like, oh my God, I'm so lucky to have been born to this man who is mm-hmm. amazing like mm-hmm. and really supportive and just you know a wonderful human being mm-hmm. and it's that's kind of what they're doing for Luke is yeah. being like yeah okay your dad's just gay that's that's all that's like in your eyes wrong with him like think of all the things that he does he supports you he's there for you yeah at least he knows what sport you play exactly yeah, and yeah. he turns up for games and that's the thing mm-hmm. like even marissa being like look i've had this huge event that's completely shaken my family but it's actually brought us closer together mm-hmm. and that's something mm-hmm. you could do if you want to yeah and i, I think, think it's, it's getting great. through i think he's just hurting but there was also a point where marissa went to go and get a coat or something oh, yeah, like she was that. cold went and it was jacket. just the two of them and i thought 
Do they kiss just now? Is that what's about to happen? Like, You've are, said this are before. Are going to kiss? You said it before outside Cotillion Not where yet. like Marissa storms yeah. off and you were like, are they are they going to kiss? <laughs> is this going to happen at a later date? Is this what you're telling no, me? Well, I, no, I don't think so. But I just thought, oh, like, is he is he going to try and kiss him to be like, am I also gay? I d- I d- it was really weird. But then obviously it wasn't. No. And then the two boys turn up from the other school, call them butt pirates, which I was like... What a weird I'd, thing to I, say. Like it sounds like a like a kids book or something. <laughs> like the butt pirates. Like yeah. have you have you heard of that kids book called There's a Crack in My Bum? No. Oh my god, it's so sweet. And it's like this wee boy and he's got a crack in his bum. So he needs a new bum. <laughs> and he goes to look for it and he gets like a robot bum and a race car bum and da, 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 da. an elephant bum. Um That sounds cute. It is very cute. But yeah, butt pirates does sound like a cute kids book. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, a side project. We'll butt write a book. Pirates. Look in the butt. Pirates. Well, look <laughs> look the butt Ryan pirates. in the butt. Pirates. Um, um, but no, yeah, the boys from another school turn up. There's just two of them, and you're like, Ryan, you're from the bad side of town. I think you can take them. Mm-hmm. Like, like looks pretty muscly. I think you're gonna be okay. And then you look up, and you're like, Oh no, there's like yeah. twenty of them. I really liked that they were on the same side for once. Like, yeah. I liked when did the, the, the guy say something like, Oh, go and tell your dad or something like that. And then Ryan and Luke just look at each other and then they both hook them at the yeah, same time. I was like, good. oh, I'm ha- obviously not happy to see someone getting punched in the face, but I was like, yes, lads. Julie brings the flowers over an to orchid, Houston. An orange yes. orchid. Um, why is she wearing a key round her neck? I did not. Did you see that? No. It was really weird. Um, so Cal is buying his girlfriend who he had broken up with her house as an investment. Totally normal thing to do. Not a problem. How rich people live, eh? Julie has used all of Kirsten's good stuff from the beer and fried food meeting Mm -hmm. to win Caleb back. And it seems like Julie and Caleb are back on now. Which is, I I support that. I like that. Um, Is Kirsten's hair getting worse? Because it looks Mm -hmm. awful in this scene. Yeah, it really did. It's really bad. It did. Sandy's watching cartoons. Yep. He's acting like a child. A natural child. This was so juvenile. I've written this is really juvenile to put Seth in the middle of all this. Seth, ask your mother. Yeah. How about Sandy? You just act like a grown up. Yeah. And then interestingly, Kirsten then coming to tell him something. It's funny how they hate gossip, but it's gossip about someone else. And it's fine. That then made them fine again. So it was the, my dad's just bought Julie Cooper's house. Yeah. Like is what managed to sweep the Jimmy kissed me under the rug. It was really weird. But then I sometimes find if you are having like a bicker or an argument, I mean, that's definitely an argument, not a bicker. But if you're like annoyed at someone, sometimes it does just take some like normality for you to be like, oh, actually, yeah, I can get over this. It's fine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah, you might be, you might be right there actually. Anyway, Luke and Ryan uh, turn up. They have Luke's both had the, up. yeah, they've both been beaten up, but Ryan got, Luke got it much worse yeah it I've seems written like. that down Ryan comes out looking surprisingly okay yeah I felt like in this scene Marissa looked really like Rachel oh really yeah I don't know if it was a camera angle that she was standing at or what but I felt like she looked really like Rachel and Are I thought oh Rachel? they could have been cast no, absolutely not <laughs> they could have been cast as mother and daughter, if Marissa's mum had been like a nice, nice, yeah, person. Yeah. So obviously he's going to stay there because he looks like crap. Yeah, he's just been beaten up. And then Sandy's like, "Oh, I'll go and phone his dad." And then 
Ryan and Marissa go outside. So Sandy literally says, I will go and phone his dad. Sandy and Marissa step outside. And then the headlights break their kiss. And I'm like, how fast is Luke's dad's car? Time is a human construct in the OC. That he was able to get there in like literally less than 10 seconds. <laughs> less than 10 seconds. Um, um, but I really, this little monologue that Luke's dad does is lovely. Yeah, I felt really oh, emotional about I it. I was so emotional. And Sandy and his advice, like... Don't oh. run, that's what you've been doing the whole time. Yeah. Like Being are... honest with yourself and with your family. You're a dad that any kid would be proud of. Oh, oh. the Sandy Cohen feels. <sighs> and then Luke coming down and saying, just wait a second, I'll get my trainers. So cute. Oh, and he so accepts nice. him. The dad's all like teary. And, I wrote it in block oh. capital, such a nice ending. It was, it was so, it was, nice. so, it was so, nice. so, so nice. If only real life worked like that, eh? I know. So nice. I know. And then Kirsten and Sandy make up yep. after seeing that other people have it much worse than them. Yeah. Um, and then we end on... Oh, wait, there was a really nice bit in that speech, in that little bit between Sandy and Kirsten, where they're like, I think it's Kirsten that says, there's no way you can know everything about everyone. That's, that's what makes what it interesting. interesting yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. You do just need to trust the other person. Absolutely. I love it. So nice. And then it's the next morning at school. Luke's got a black eye. He's with the three amigos. He's in the squad. And this is the part where we realise that, yeah, Luke's in the gang now. <laughs> he Luke really is, is definitely in their gang. Um, I really enjoyed it when he was like, oh, everyone's talking about me. Like, maybe I should just go and lie low until they get over it. And they were all like, yeah, they never get over it. Ryan's like, I'm still the guy from Chino. Mm -hmm. Marissa's still the girl that OD'd in Mexico. And Seth's just Seth. Still Seth. But yeah, and then it ended. I thought, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this episode. Excellent episode. I really liked it. I am. I'm putting it out there. Definitely my favourite so far. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most... I had a lot of feels. Yeah. A lot of feels. And I thought it had like a good balance of like, I think because the last two have been quite lighthearted, that we were kind of back to like something a bit more dramatic, but then it still had that lighthearted like yoga lattice sort of start like. It was a nice way of introducing important cultural changes happening in society at that time as well with attitudes towards the LGBTQ community in a way that was fairly um, accessible. Um, mm-hmm. which was quite nice I think for a general audience who maybe that situation or that idea or those kind of concepts are fairly new it was quite a a good way in don't get me wrong there's probably a lot of things that are very problematic with it on, on the whole but when you think about the fact it's 2006 and they're having a full episode dedicated to the fact that Luke's dad has come out as gay it's quite a big deal I thought it was good yeah it was good I thoroughly enjoyed it okay it is time for Listener of the Week. You listen to our podcast and we really appreciate it. It's on our to-do list. Um, our Listener of the Week this week is a lovely young man called Wilf. He's, um, God, he's, what, must be about... Um, maybe two months. He's tiny and squishy and adorable. Son of Harriet and Alistair. Um, I don't know why I called him Alistair. He's, he's Alistair? called Ali. 
Uh, not my alley, other alley. Um, yeah, Wilf. Other alleys are available. <laughs> other, yes, precisely. Um, Wilf was listening in the womb. I know Harriet was listening to this a lot when she was pregnant. Um, so yeah, shout out Wilf and your excellent attire. Um, he's got a designer and band, what are they called? Like onesies, baby gross. Um, he's got a f- an amazing array. Um, but yeah, shout out little baby Wilf. Thanks for listening. I'm sure when you're an adult, Nobody will care about this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. thanks for listening in your first months. Any other business? Mm, don't think so. Oh, what do we think is going to happen next? I actually know that episode 13 is the Chris Mucka episode mm-hmm. because we were trying to... So we started the podcast and then we realised that the Christmas episode of the OC won't sit with where we are in the release date. So I guess next week it's Christmas? Yes, yeah, so get ready for Christmas again. Chris Mucka in February. That's what everybody wants, right? How exciting. Yeah. I think it's quite nice because I feel like after Christmas, everyone's kind of done with Christmas. So I guess it's quite nice to give it some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Time to recover. Indeed, indeed. Um, cool. Well, thanks for listening, as always. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us with any comments, questions, concerns, queries, uh, to wish me a happy new year. We do love your DMs. We do love when you get in touch. We like chatting to people. We like to know what you think. Um, so please keep doing so for sure Um, until next time Chris Mucka here we come woo bye bye